video is no big deal. For me, it's just been a pleasure. It's been so much fun. Um, it's been great. It's been. I don't think I'll ever get to play like that again, probably ever in my life. I'll probably be stuck playing in churches now for the rest of my life. Great. It's been a unique year. God has just been so good to me. It's been fun getting up here and talking with y'all. It's been fun having conversations. I'm really grateful, especially for a lot of your notes that you've been sending me, people just thanking me for different stuff or just encouraging me. It's been, I'm very grateful, and it's meant a lot. Um, I've wanted to live this year. Uh, I set out as a goal, actually at the beginning of this semester. I knew I only had four months left, three months left, whatever, and I very much wanted to set a goal that I wanted to graduate with no regrets. I wanted to get through these last four months and not look back and say, gosh, I wish I had just done that one thing. I wish I'd tried this. I wish I'd, you know, I wanted to get done and just say, I, I, I pushed as hard as I could. I tried. And if I failed at certain things, I tried. I gave it an effort. And it's been exciting this last semester to be able to do that and see God just do some really neat things in my life and the lives of others. And it's, it's led me to a passage I just want to talk about real briefly today. It's in John 14. Go ahead and take a look at it. This is Jesus talking with his disciples. He's just got done telling them that he is God. Um, John 14, verse 6. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. You don't get to God except through me. And uh, Verse 7. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on you know him and have seen him. Very clearly saying that he is God. And Philip, bless his heart, says, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And listen to what Jesus says today. He says, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? Have I been with you so long? Three years we've been walking together, and you have not come to know me. He's saying, I am God. Have you not come to know me? That's a question I've asked myself several times this semester. God, do I really know who you are? Because frankly, I don't think I do yet. I've got a lot to learn. Yeah, I'm a senior, I'm a Bible major, I'm graduating. It doesn't mean much. I don't know God like I wish I did. And there are often times I read this and I just feel guilty. I just go, you know what? I really don't know God in all his power. Because, you know what? I don't trust him. I don't really believe him sometimes. Because look what he says here. This is amazing. He who has seen me has seen the Father. How do you say, show us the Father? You can see Jesus frustrated. Verse 10, do you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his work. Believe me that I am the Father and the Father in me. Otherwise, believe on account of the works themselves. That's a sad verse to me, 11. Jesus is saying, look, take my word for it. I am telling you that I am God. Believe me on account of what I'm telling you. But if you can't take my word for it, look at what we've been doing for the last three years. Look at the works I've done. Believe me on account of them. And then, now this is where it gets really weird. Verse 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And then he repeats it, verse 14, If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Does that strike you at all? I mean, think about what he's saying. He's saying, you ask me for anything. If you want to glorify me, we're going to do it. You can't fail. Look at over in uh, chapter 15, verse 16. 
This is later on in the conversation. He says it again. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give to you. You can't lose with this one. And that's what's been striking me all semester. Because, you see, I, I got a lot of fears. I got a lot of things I get worried about. I get nervous about. I'm graduating. Oh, no, I got to worry about real life now. Oh, shoot. You know, I get all nervous. And God's just going, look, whatever you want to do. You go out there. If, you wanna, if your purpose is to glorify me, if you want to go out there and see me bear fruit through your life, whatever you ask, it's going to happen. But I'm afraid. You know, I'm afraid of... Okay, here's my, one of the best excuses I hear. Um, I don't know if it's God's will for me to go into this certain area. What do you mean you don't know it's God's will? You want to go do something that glorifies God? Go do it. He said, whatever. Whatever. It's not an issue of, well, I've got to do the right ministry. No. You want to go do something? Go do it. If you want to glorify God, go do it. He said he'll be with you. It's a promise. It's good to know. I'm afraid of my own inadequacies. I'm going to seminary next semester. That scares me. You know why? I hate to study. I don't have to learn how to. That, I mean, honestly, that, that really kind of bothers me because I'm not really good at writing papers. I don't like to do it. I'd rather just hang out at a coffee shop and talk to people. So, you know, I, that doesn't go over real well with seminary. Um, that worries me sometimes. I go, God, I'm not, I'm not a student. I'm not a student. I'm not into studying things. I don't like grappling with words. God said, whatever you do, if you want to glorify me, I'm going to get you through it. I will be there for you. Whatever you ask, I will do. See, it's just filtering through my mind so much. Another thing that scares me is just looking at the world around me. Satan is, is, is really good at what he does. Um, we live in an evil world. It is frightening to see what happens in the, in, in the, in the course of one day. I, I have to sit, and sometimes I just got to marvel at how good Satan is at what he does. He's amazing. He is so good. He has infiltrated so deeply. I don't even know where to begin sometimes. We're planning to move down to Hollywood next year. We're going to be a block off of Hollywood Boulevard. Do you know that there are 10, 12-year-old boys and girls selling themselves as prostitutes down there? 12-year-old kids, they're prostitutes. Satan is incredible. How did he do that? How did it get so low? So whatever you ask, you go out there and do it, I'll be with you. I'm going to trust him for it. I guess that's just what I want to challenge you with today. We have no need to fear. If we really believe that this life is meant to be given away, we're going to give it away, right? Do we really believe that? He said, you lose this life for the sake of another one. You know who the Jim Elliott that made that statement? You know, he's no fool who gives away what he can't keep to gain what he can't lose. Do you really believe that? Do you, are you convinced that this life is not really worth a whole lot? It's a vapor. It's going to pass. I woke up today and realized I'm 22 years old. I'm thinking, okay, that's pretty young, but shoot, that's been 22 years I've already gone by, and I don't even know what happened. My dad always tells me, hey, wait till you're 50. You'll look back and you'll just have blown right by. I don't want it to blow right by me. I want to live every life, every life, <laughs> reincarnation. I want to live each day fully. I want to live each day trusting. I want to live each day on the edge of it. I don't want to just sit back. I want to see God do great things. Do you? It costs. It costs your very life. You've got to just give it away. Someone put it to me this way. It's like we've been given a million bucks. You've got a million dollars. It's yours. You can do whatever you want to, with it. This is not an original idea. It's in the Bible. It's the whole thing of the talents. You've got a million bucks. You can do anything you want with it. And you know what a lot of us do? We put it in the bank. 
We just let it sit. That's what these last four years have been somewhat for a lot of us. We go to school here for four years. We accumulate a lot of interest, a lot of knowledge. Four years later, we've got a lot of stuff up here in the bank. Okay, the money is meant to be spent, not to be kept in the bank. It doesn't do you a whole lot of good. You got a nice car, you got a Ferrari. It's meant to be driven, not looked at. And sometimes we just study the Christian life. We learn so much about it. We know all about the Christian life, but we don't actually ever quite get around to living it. It frustrates me, because I do the same thing. Summer's coming for some of you, graduation for others. Um, I always used to like summer in the past, because I'd get to, the, I'd get to May, and I'd think, okay, I just got to survive till August. You know what I mean? Okay, I, got, I just got three months. I got to figure out what I'm going to do with myself for three months. August, I can come back to Masters. I'll be okay again. Now I'm at the cliff's edge. I'm ready to jump, and I don't know where I'm going to land yet. You know what I mean? And it's kind of exciting. It's kind of terrifying. I hope you're going to start considering what this passage is saying, that whatever you ask, there's, there's no limit to it. The sky is too limiting. You know what I'm saying? There's, whatever you ask, whatever you want to do, God's going to bless it if you want to glorify him. I hope that is making a mark in your life. See, we are, we are children of the king. Okay? We hear this, we sing about it. But we are God's children, and he has said, whatever you want, come and ask. But you know what I'm afraid of? Most of us live really boring, ordinary lives. They're common. We don't do a whole lot. We don't take risks. We don't do anything special. We just kind of exist. And that's boring, I think, and I'm tired of it. I don't want to live that way. We're children of the king. He has said, come, ask, whatever you want. You know what I do? I had this illustration given me last year. We come up to God and we ask for a nickel. He said, I'll give you whatever you want. And we come in praying for nickels. We come in praying, God, Lord, just get me through this day. It's no big deal to get through the day. Let's start asking for God for some bigger things. Let's pray bigger. Let's take a risk. Let's do something scary. This summer, that's my challenge to you. I hope that you will just not look at the summer as a time of, I just need to survive it. But you are excited. You're going to try. And you know what? If you fail, you're going to learn so much from it. You can't lose. Take a risk. Try something different. You know, Don't just get a job and just see that you're trying to make money. Actually, go and try to reach people. Have a, get a vision for the lost. Pray big. That's all i got to say. I hope that you would be seeking the Lord this summer. I pray that you would avoid temptation like Jesus told his disciples when they were falling asleep. And seek after the Lord. It's been a great year. I've enjoyed being here with you. It's time to go. It's time to see what God's going to do. I'd like to close with one song. As Brian comes to the keyboard, it's uh, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And uh, please stand with me as we sing.
in prayer. God, thank you so much for all you've given. The Christian life is meant to be lived, and I pray that we would go and live it. Praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.